0: Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, aka your holistic guide to being a wealthy woman. I'm your host, Donnie, and on this show, I talk to the dopest woman experts, entrepreneurs, influencers, corporate baddies, and occasional wild card guests while they share their wisdom from the experiences that brought them to where they are today. So let's upgrade our lives together, but more importantly, let's get wealthy. On this episode, I'm speaking with Anita May, my friend from the Manifesting Money podcast. You probably have seen her videos on TikTok or you might've come across her podcast, but Anita is a whiz at manifesting money. For the past couple of years, she has dedicated her platform to teaching people how to be more abundant and get comfortable with manifesting money, as well as the best methods for manifesting money and letting go of resistance on this episode, we discuss how she began manifesting money in her own life and what her journey was like starting her podcast. And of course, we had to talk about how you yourself can manifest more money into your own life. But aside from that, we got into some topics around healing. And she also got really transparent about the journey that she's on currently transitioning her career. If you like the episodes that are more off the cuff and unorthodox, then you're really going to love this episode. So without further ado, let's get into the show this conversation is going to be so good one because we're friends so
1: I think it'll just flow but I think every time you come and speak to my community about money they just obsess over Mm. it and they're just so excited Um, so I'm honored to have you on the show thank you for being here thank
2: you for having me I'm super excited that we're making this happen it feels like it's been a long time coming
1: no, exactly. Exactly. And I, I've i been saying that like literally since I started the show, I'm like, I need to have Anita on here. And so now we're finally doing it. So <laughs> we're here. yes, we are here. So for those that don't know, um, Anita and I, we like connected on social media because she was like, what were you doing? You were doing something where you needed speakers for your mastermind <gasps> oh, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I came and spoke to your community, but I like I got like really wrapped up in your content because I was like, oh my gosh, I love the way that you talk about manifesting money. And then of course I started listening to your podcast and I was just like, oh, she knows her stuff. But I think (laughs) that like, yeah, but your approach to it is so fun and it's so refreshing. And that's Mm -hmm. what I really enjoy most because I think that a lot of times manifestation and you know, all that, it can feel overwhelming and it can feel, um, It can feel like it's hard for some people, you know? So I just love your approach. So can you tell me, how did you get into manifestation in the first place? Like, what made you start trying to manifest money or just manifesting in general?
2: Well, it's kind of crazy because I never not believed in manifestation. I just didn't know what it was. Like, it it didn't make any sense to me. So when I talk about manifestation, to me, my brain always goes to, like, the science and, like the frequencies energy like a lot of the brain waves like stuff like that because that's when I first started learning about it um but the exact story I have a lot of stories when you were listing all the questions I was like oh my gosh I have to shorten all my stories um but I was actually working five different jobs all at once which I don't even know how (laughs) I I was like waiting for your eyes to pop out of your head (laughs) Five. Um, yeah so Monday through Friday I'm a very visual person too, so I like to say numbers and say how much. So I was working at this office job in Virginia, and I was making $300 a week there. And I would work there from 9 to like 2. And then I would get off and I would go to either bartending or makeup school because that's what I really wanted to do, go to go to makeup school. And I had to pay for the makeup school out of pocket because my military benefits didn't cover it, so that was a bum. So then uh, I was bartending going to school makeup and i was like eh, i'm already on this side of town i'll just drive for postmates a little bit <laughs> so i drive for postmates and then on the uh, weekend again i was bartending and i was also in the army national guard and if i had any other time i would do makeup for people i really wasn't like booking any clients or anything like that but i was mostly just kind of like um asking people can i do your makeup like i'd be like donnie come over let me do your makeup please be my model um and yeah, I don't know how I physically did it, but obviously I got burnt out. Um, Not only physically, because I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating. I really want to point out the eating because I think this is so essential, especially when it comes to co-creating your reality is like eating enough. Um, And I, my energy was just everywhere. Like I was doing a million things. Like I couldn't like focus on just one. So that's when my sister came back from the military. Uh, on deployment, and she introduced me to the book "You Are a Badass at Making Money" by Jen Sincero. Have you heard the book? Oh
1: yeah, I give it to everyone. Like oh. someone probably is borrowing my copy right now. So yeah, uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah. See, in chapter five, she talks about a girl named Anita. Yes. Yeah, and I yes. like when when I heard that story, it just really resonated with me, and it like kind of spoke to me. One because I had my name same scenario she wanted to start her business and pay off rent or pay off her mortgage or something and yeah that's that book is what got me into like law of attraction manifestation i was like i still don't understand how all this stuff works but that's kind of how i started
1: okay i i can't get over the fact that you juggled five jobs (laughs) so (laughs) and i didn't realize you were in the military i don't know how i didn't realize that but that's interesting okay so when you started um reading the book and stuff like that what was like the first aha moment that you remember having um kind of similar to
2: the story that I heard about the girl named Anita who was like visualizing the money she was putting sticky notes everywhere and just like manifesting it but i didn't understand again how and so in the book she has exercises Mm -hmm. and and in the exercise she shows you pick a number how much when is it going to get there by um all the ways that you can make it and then also staying open to all the different ways that it can come to you without you working and then I did that exercise. I meditated for the first time in the whole entire world. I had no idea. I felt so awkward. I was just like, <laughs> closed my eyes and just like trying to sit still for like 30 seconds. Um, and then the next day, I got my very first makeup gig. Like I had been doing makeup for people, but like wasn't really getting paid. Just people would tip me or whatever. But um, and just to like cut it super short, <laughs> this girl picked me. Out of all the people who commented on this post to help with that project, uh, we went to the hotel, and I thought it was her makeup job, and she just needed an extra hand last minute, but she actually got booked last minute because their celebrity makeup artist missed their flight, and so I got to do makeup for this group, and they ended up giving me $400, which was the exact number that I wrote down when I did that meditation exercise
1: wow yeah And you know what I do I want to touch on you, you know because some people think like manifestation is so woo woo and it's like and it's just stupid or whatever but it's like you can't make that up it was the exact number <laughs> the exact number that you were trying to manifest yeah that is amazing
2: well at first I thought it was like 300 dollars instead of four which would have made sense because I only did like a couple people mm-hmm and at first I was like really excited. You know how I get like super excited like <laughs> but then when I noticed it was $400 cuz it was kind of like stuck together a little bit, I actually felt numb.
1: Yeah have
2: you ever felt like that before
1: no yeah yes I always tell people that um when I like when I first started hitting my revenue goals Mm. it was like I just started feeling numb it was weird it was so weird can we talk about it I hate it I I mean I hate it but I also like at
2: first I was like just really scared of it I've like never felt like that before
1: I know okay so what is that why do we feel like that like is that just like our bodies like Coming Because I know that in manifestation, people always talk about being neutral, right? Mm, being neutral yeah. with it. So is that our bodies just coming into alignment with what's happening? Or do you feel like that is our bodies reacting and being scared or like freezing?
2: I think it's both. Oh, But when you just said the first one right now, I got full body chills. So I think oh, okay, that's actually what it is. Okay. <laughs> I think when it happened to me in the beginning, I was scared, like almost like a flight or flight. Like it was so real to me that I couldn't go back.
1: Mm. I think that's what I felt. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I know. And I totally get what you're saying. It is it is interesting. Like once you finally um, start getting comfortable with money or you start feeling like you should expect it to show up, mm-hmm. it, it everything changes. You Your whole energy changes. So yes, I totally agree with that. Um, okay, so... <laughs> So after that, you start manifesting money, right? And so how do you end up transitioning into being a coach? Like, where does that come into play?
2: Well, everybody was asking me what, like, my big breakthrough moment was. And I was like, bro, I had, like, 4,000 ego deaths and then 5,000 breakthroughs. Like, I've had so many different epiphanies. And even yesterday, I was just kind of looking back at all my content. And I'm so grateful that I record everything because it helps me see where those breakthroughs were. And sometimes, like, times in our lives where we don't appreciate X, Y, and Z, and then you're like, holy crap, I did that. And I think it was with the podcast, you know, I was just, like, realizing I was having conversations like this, and at first it was just, like, you know, trying to get my name out there and, you know, get some followers on Instagram But then when you start having these conversations, like I realized that this is what I was looking for. I was like, I really just want to have these amazing conversations with people who understand what I'm talking about, super meaningful. And that's kind of like how the coaching manifested because i would just talk about everything that i was learning i would ask so many questions to so many people and you just learn so much information it's like your brain is like it's big your head's like gonna explode because it's like you're taking so much in and you have to transmute it so i just started transmuting it through like content like i would just say 60 seconds this is how you manifest money and it just came up like intuitively and i think it also kind of ties into like channeling in a way
1: okay so wait backtrack I didn't realize so you started the podcast before you even started coaching yeah so what made you start the podcast so you were saying like literally it was just like to to transmute the information to get it out to help people to grow social media like that was the main purpose well I actually I I never tell
2: this part of the story too but it's so fun to like get asked these questions because you're like holy crap why did I start it I think I had been wanting to start it for a while because I was in coffee shops with makeup artists and already asking them. And I was like, I kind of was already doing it. And I was like, I feel like we should record this conversation because it's so juicy. And um, I was actually attending a networking event because I wanted to make an app.
1: Oh, what kind of app?
2: (laughs) Well, I wanted to make an app for makeup artists. And like with this networking event, I was just going every single week and these guys knew how to make apps, but they didn't know anything about marketing. So that was really crazy to me. (laughs) But that's when I kind of got the inspiration of like, well, we need a community. And that's kind of what the push was from was from that networking event. And then when I started when I joined a mastermind with Chris Harder, that's just kind of when it like just got really solidified because I had so many people that I was able to like interview.
1: So when you were, when you started the podcast, okay, so hold on. I'm just trying to connect the dots yeah. <laughs> because, okay, so you're starting a makeup app, right? Yeah. So you're trying to launch a makeup app yeah. and then you start networking and then you join this mastermind and you're like, okay, the marketing aspect, how do I figure that out? And so then the, the idea of doing the podcast came about, okay, but the the podcast isn't about makeup. So what made you decide the manifestation I know you were having conversations with people yeah but like were the conversations centered around like oh I'm a makeup artist I'm not making that much money or like how did that flow
2: well if it it started with other makeup artists
1: okay oh the podcast the podcast started like that oh and then when I
2: joined the mastermind it's when it kind of opened up to different people and I was like
1: oh what's
2: happening but I was so scared to rebrand to the manifesting money podcast because I was scared to talk about manifestation
1: no, that was going to be my next question. Was the podcast called something else before? Yep, it was called Makeup Mentor Podcast. Oh, my God. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So if I go back on the archives, will all the old, like, old, old, old episodes be makeup art episodes?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. embarrassing. It's not embarrassing, but it is true. <laughs>
1: No, I was sitting up last night going through my YouTube, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so cringy! I want to delete the whole thing." But but yeah, if people go back, you can see all the stuff. Okay, so (laughs) it's so true. Okay, so anybody that's listening, go back and look. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Go look at all the old episodes. No, but um, okay, that is so cool, though. I I had no idea that that was the case. Okay, so then you start transitioning into just talking about manifesting money and then you start making all these connections and doing all these really cool interviews and then you start changing your social media i'm guessing to match like match the rebrand and then here you are known as this manifestation expert and (laughs) and now people are wanting to learn from you right yeah it kind of starts with like
2: one video blowing up and someone saying well how do i do it teach me teach me like literally every single comment teach me teach me teach me teach me That is so
1: cool. Okay. So then when did you do your workshop? Because I know that that is like your biggest product. That workshop blew up and everybody wanted to like come and learn how to manifest from this workshop. So how did that come about? So... Again, I made a
2: video like my first time ever talking about like how I manifested money moving mm-hmm. to San Diego, and I just showed like it was like a three 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 challenge where you write the number or you write the affirmation and the number and the amount and how you make it how it makes you feel. So this two thousand dollars came to me super easily, it, like just and I just wrote it down thirty three times, uh, for three days in a row, and so. I shared the story about it. And then, again, everybody was like, teach me, teach me, teach me. Like, how do I do it? How do I do it? So I literally made my three-day Manifesting Money workshop in 24 hours.
1: Wow. (laughs) So you just sat and, like, wrote out. Like, what were you doing? Like, were you sitting with a whiteboard and, like, writing
2: out what to do? (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Like, with a piece of paper, I wrote down, okay, well, step one, step two, step three. And then I had a microphone already because I was podcasting. So I just did an audio teaching people, like, what – I was doing and it, so there yeah. was no video like I, I I had no makeup on what I was doing I want to point this out because I think a lot of times we get in our heads of like how perfect it needs to be but in that moment it was just more of like again going back to like transmute the energy transmute the energy because there's just so much momentum and so I put it out there and that's when people people started purchasing it was one thing that was super exciting for me but I think it was also like the testimonies started coming in like crazy and I was like <gasps> This is
1: crazy to me. I love that. No, I, I'm glad you said that. One, because I've been debating doing like an audio training. But main reason I, I keep prying with this instead of getting into like how to manifest. And we're going to get there, you guys. If you're listening, we're going to get there, I promise. But I know there's a lot of business people that listen to the show and they're trying to figure out how do I grow my business? Why am I stagnant? What's happening? And the beautiful thing, if you haven't caught on just yet, the beautiful thing about Anita's story um as you were talking I'm like okay you had passion right for makeup and you followed that right you followed that passion Mm -hmm. and a lot of people will think that the initial thing that they feel passionate about is the Mm -hmm. thing that they should go with but really it's like it's just get it's like one piece of the puzzle like or it's just like one step on the journey and it got you into alignment with the thing that really is what you're supposed to be doing in this season right and so I think that's the thing a lot of people, they feel torn or they feel like, why is this one thing not working? And it's like, you're not opening yourself up to the other options or the other things that are trying to present themselves to you. And maybe that was just supposed to be the catalyst or like, you know, just something to get you in the right room with the right person and have the right conversations and, you know, so that it could spark something else and get you on track and in alignment with where you're really supposed to be. And I just love your story because, like, yeah, you wanted to be makeup and then now you're doing this, but this has taken off so well, you know?
2: Yeah, and I feel like I have another epiphany just from you saying this right now because I'm, like, in that same position all over again. Same. No,
0: literally same.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going through the exact same thing with wealthy women. It's like... I don't know anyway this is not about me so
0: anyway (laughs) no I want to talk about it
1: please I want to talk about it well I just want to say like for me
2: I love coaching and I love everything that I'm doing but like this past four months I let everything go
1: yes okay let's get into that (laughs) I've noticed that I noticed that you like stopped doing your coaching programs you've taken them away for a minute you weren't even posting for a minute like there was like a whole transition so what's going on there
2: so, one, I started working with this coach, and I'm gonna, I'll am going to i send you her information, too, because I, I really admire her, but um, I told myself when I moved to New York, I want to work on love, like, really work on, like, opening my heart okay. and, like, with romance, but I was just really scared because I knew, like, a lot of stuff was going to come up, specifically with my dad, like, there was a lot of, like, different women in our household, and, like, I didn't want to go down that ro- road of, like healing all that stuff i mean i felt like i was working on my money mindset for so long because i didn't want to heal my relationship with (laughs) other things so i got got comfortable there so i said okay when i get to new york i'm gonna work on it (laughs) and so it was completely different than what i thought it was gonna be um so first things first i just really started to like let everything go like like everything just felt so heavy i can't even explain it like when i started to like to like really open up my heart and again let the ego die all over again and i've been through this over and over again like i go through quantum leap over quantum leap but this was so much different and so much heavier and so i actually let go of my team which was so hard i've it felt like a breakup um i ended up letting go of like some of the coaching programs that i was in like physically showing up because I just needed to hear my own voice and everybody was super supportive. And like, I really want to point that out, but it was just so much like chatter. And I want to also,
1: (laughs) I just had that realization too, but go ahead.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It it was so much chatter and it was like so much support, but it's like, no, no, no. Like I don't need encouragement right now. I just need to feel like I really just need to sit and feel and just cry like and just sleep and when I got to New York, like, and this is as the seasons are changing. And I hadn't been where the seasons were changing in a really long time. Cause I was in like, um, California for three years and it was always bright and sunny, but like, I just feel like seasons are the way that God slows us down. And so that was another thing is that I started to heal my relationship with God again. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. so like, there was just so much. Yeah. And so When I was working with this coach, I realized that I had this pattern of like needing to save everybody because I was trying to save my dad. Yeah. So my dad is like recovering alcoholic and substance abuse and he's been like functioning for so long, but like I was grieving his death before it even happened. So like these, these four months I've been just like grieving and just sitting still and just letting go, and just really feeling all of those things, because losing my dad was my biggest fear. Like, I know it's going to happen, and it's, you know, everyone's like, what about your mom? I was like, for some reason, I don't have that attachment. Like, I know I'm, like, heartbroken to think about it, but, like, losing my dad is my biggest fear, so I had to feel that, and I had to feel it, and feel it, and feel it, and, like, I just ugly cried. I watched all these movies, And just, like, even having these conversations with my siblings of, like, you know, what if we had to cut dad off because he's just toxic, you know, or not toxic, but, like, he's not bettering himself. And so we realized that, one, like, we never had this conversation as as the children. We never talked about it. (laughs) Like, and also and all of us were not on the same page we're like well we can't just cut him out of our lives because he's he's broken and then I'm over here and then I just get this download that's like if you love someone let them go that's why they're not getting better because you're enabling them and I was like oh my gosh everybody's seen this but me and it just I I also opened up to myself to people who had been through the same experience where you know it was the same thing but I thought you know my My situation isn't that bad, it's not that bad, and so, like when I had this whole epiphany and I started healing my relationship with God and like opening myself up to like even going back to church, which is was super new and scary for me, but it was just so
1: much, so yeah, yeah, that was the last four months. <laughs> Wow. No, thank you for sharing that because I know that's like heavy and you're still processing and you're still trying to navigate that. But I know that there's someone that's listening that's probably dealing with the same thing. Like I just said, I'm dealing with the same thing. And um, I think it's so interesting. There's so many things you said there, but like this whole saving, trying to save people thing, that has always been my thing as well. And I had to learn that. It's like you people people learn how to save themselves mm-hmm. when they're ready, you know, and people don't make change until you, you until life forces them to, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Until the circumstances force them to. And so that's so interesting that you have that download. Um, cause I had to have that too. And I had to, and cause also too, it's not just like you are releasing them, you're releasing yourself from that mm-hmm. stronghold of trying to deal with everyone. And I noticed for myself, once I stopped trying to save everyone all the time and hyper focus on all of their issues and stuff, I my nervous system started regulating. Like I just started feeling so much more at peace. Even when they would bring issues to me. Like I remember before when people would bring issues to me, I I'm like on high alert and I'm like, Oh my gosh, oh my God, we gotta fix it. And now it's like when someone brings an issue to me, I think they're more in shock that I'm not reacting that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I'm just like, I I take a second and I'm like, okay. Um, But I also evaluate, like, what do I need in this moment? Do I have the capacity to even do anything? Do I feel called to do something? Or do I just want to save them for my own validation? Like, what is, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, what is that reasoning? But I think a lot of people have struggled with that on some level of, like, trying to always save people or help people or whatever um, and self-sacrificing to do it, you know? So that's beautiful that you even like were able to get to this point. I know it's hard. I know it's so hard because that's our way of loving people. Like, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like we feel like that's how we love people well. So, um, but yeah, outside of that though, just the whole feeling of, you know, feeling like everything is heavy. Mm-hmm. Say I went through the same exact thing. I shut down my mastermind, like. I just started letting go of so many things, so many things. And it has felt very cringy. (laughs) So cringe. And everyone's favorite question to me is, what do you do now? What do you do? (laughs) Nothing. Literally. (laughs) Literally. And so, um, and I think it's so interesting because I was afraid of it because I thought that everything I had and everything I had built made me me. And mm. so now I started having an identity crisis. And I don't know if you went through that, but I I started having a whole identity crisis. And I was like, who the heck am I now? Why? Like, I why does nothing, nothing felt like um, it was calling me. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. didn't feel... Like normally I'm the person that has vision. Like I Mm -hmm. always say that, like I'm a visionary. I always have big vision, sometimes a little too big for the moment. Like yeah. And
0: then it was like all
1: of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden I didn't know what the heck I'm doing. I felt like I didn't know what direction to go in. And it's like, it was weird because I still have the end vision in mind with wealthy women, but it was like the very next step. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what is happening right now but I know that I need to let go of all of this because none of this is serving me. None of this is helping me. But also too, more recently, just like you said, I noticed because when I was going through that, of course, all the people that love me are trying to speak into me and tell me, Oh, maybe you should do this. Or maybe this is, you know, just trying to encourage me and give me Mm -hmm. suggestions. But now I'm realizing that wasn't helping either (laughs) because I just need to hear myself. I just need Mm -hmm. to sit and hear myself and, hear God and really see like, okay, what is, what makes the most sense for me right now? But also too, I think the whole identity thing was a big issue because when you don't know who you are at this moment and you keep creating and different versions of yourself, mm-hmm. as you keep evolving, or as you keep trying to figure out who the heck am I now, right? Cause you don't mm-hmm. resonate with who you used to be. Um, that vision that you had it's hard to keep going with it because it doesn't align with you anymore, you know? So even that, like having to sit and be like, okay, maybe the vision that I had for Wealthy Women, maybe I, like maybe that just doesn't serve me. As great as it sounds and as great Mm -hmm. as everyone thinks it is, maybe it needs to evolve, right? I don't feel disconnected from the brand itself, but I do feel disconnected from how I was going to build it out. And so mm. I'm like sitting with that and trying to figure out, okay, what is what, what makes sense now, you know, and, and accepting that. And even because I felt like there was so much progress I should have made with the brand over the last year, even sitting with that and being like, mm. okay, it really doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> it's okay. Just giving myself that grace and just realizing like everything plays out the way it's supposed to. And so now that I'm like freeing myself of that, um, I'm starting to see everything open up. And I'm starting to see, mm. like, okay, these are the possibilities. This is where we can go with this. And it's just making so much sense. Okay, really quick, I want to say, if you're listening to this and you hear squeaking in the back, I apologize. That is my dog. Aww. He has a stupid toy. My dog is right here sleeping. But if I hear forgot, barking. Some... I forgot to take it from him before I started recording. and so <laughs> He's just squeaking away. So I apologize. But... <laughs> But no, okay, so that is so good though, girl. Okay, so now do you know where you want to go next or are you still just like, you know, flowing and figuring that out? I think both, like I'm a little bit of both. I will say that like New York City, like
2: humbled me in a way of like, you're just another person. There's 3 million people in Brooklyn alone. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? Like there's just so many people in yeah. that space. And it just gives you an opportunity, like, same thing that like what you are saying of like, who I can literally be anyone I want, you know? And I just sometimes have this like fears that I'm like, oh my gosh, people are going to recognize me on the subway and I'm going to be so famous and nobody can even, you know what I mean? But yes. all I know right now is like going back to like what I said about like my dad and like that whole situation, like, the number one thing that helped me feel was stories and movies and tv shows and that's what i want to do i want to make a tv show about a girl living her most abundant beautiful life and all of the shit that comes up
1: (laughs) i love that that is cute
2: yeah have you seen beef the tv show beef yes yes oh my gosh like that that that's they're so aware i love how they're including so much money into it and it's like Mm -hmm. because i work with those two different type of people people who don't have enough and then people who have it all but are scared of like losing it yes (gasps) yes so so that tv show is so
1: aware Yes, no, I love that. I love the show. I was literally just binging it the other day, and as I was watching it, I was like, "This is so deep." Like, it's funny, but it's so deep. <laughs> it is. <laughs> they do an amazing job, and the music. Yeah. Like, I love everything
2: about that TV show.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good, and I could totally see you having a TV show. This is exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's no, a- don't you enjoy being in this space where it feels like you don't know? I mean, you may know TV and how to do all that, but, like, where you're just feeling like you're learning and you're, like, a brand-new student to life almost, you know? Yeah,
2: that's, and that's how I feel about New York, too, It's like, you just learn so much from so many people. And, like, I think in San Diego, everyone's like, oh, that's so cool you do that, because, like, everybody had whatever type of jobs. But in New York, everybody's got something cool going on. And I was like, bro, what? That's so crazy <laughs> that you do that. And I've been working really closely with a founder – of a drink product and it's so cool to watch her process of like talking to the distributors like investors you know what I mean I just feel like this next level for me is like very like talking to investors like I just want to take off so much pressure off of my audience like and just like yeah. allow them to come in and join and like I don't feel like I'm pushing my products on people I really don't but I just know that there's this next, <laughs> this next level of like teaching people through the stories and just a lot of eyes on us and I just know I'm gonna be super famous and stuff but I'm like yeah scared <laughs> you
1: know uh yeah you're gonna be huge you're gonna be like Issa Rae like that <laughs> oh I
2: love Issa Rae. wait but that's so funny because I see that for you Donnie oh you see that for me yeah don't you see that in yourself I see you on like a tv show like a
1: okay I have always felt like I would be um decent on tv I have felt like that I just don't know in what capacity I would be on tv that is so interesting that you see that for me I, I see you on
2: a reality tv show
1: <laughs> yes I could see that for sure for sure that would uh-huh. be interesting, though. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I can see it. I'm no, trying it for you. I think what's so funny is I've been feeling that in my spirit lately um, because I've been so in my bubble for the last year. Mm-hmm. And um, I've just been feeling like something's going to happen soon where it's like I'm hyper-visible for some reason. And I'm just bracing myself. <laughs> because you know when you have your moment where you're like in your bubble and you get comfortable in that? which mind you, both of us are very used to being hyper visible, right? So like, I'm used to it, like literally millions of people used to see my face on ads on YouTube every day. So, like, (laughs) And I would get recognized constantly. And then once I started TikTok, it was a whole thing. And then I go out and I get recognized, like, it's, you know, I'm used to it. But when you kind of like calm down for a second, and you like, let the momentum die a little bit, you get in your own bubble. And so you get comfortable there. So like, now I'm kind of feeling a little anxious around that. Yep. but I I know that like I'll have the grace to handle it if it happens. Um, but that is so interesting. I, I love hearing what people see in me. That's so interesting.
2: Yeah, for sure. And that's yeah. another thing I've been tapping into is like psychic and medium ability abilities. Ooh,
1: okay. <laughs> I know that's a
2: whole different topic, but no, I just want to point that out. <laughs>
1: No, I feel like um, one of my women in my mastermind, she used to always say, once you start healing, your gifts uh, come out more. Mm -hmm. And so that could probably be what it is, is your gifts are coming out more. Yeah, because I'm prophetic as well. And so I always, yeah. And so now, I mean, over the last year, I've been doing a lot of healing, but Mm -hmm. the gift has really stirred up because I think because of that um Okay, now wait, shifting gears though, because (laughs) because now we're like talking like we're on the (laughs) crossroads. Everyone listening is probably like, girl, can y'all talk about manifesting money, please? So I can make some money. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I want to talk because you said that the main two people that you work with are people that are in the scarcity mindset. Well, everyone's in the scarcity mindset that you work with, but it's two different spectrums. It's like, Mm. I don't have enough, or I have enough, but I'm scared of losing it, right? Mm -hmm. And so. Are those the most common money blocks that you see come up? And then if not, what are the main ones, like the main money blocks that you see come up for people?
2: Yeah, the first one is definitely fear of not having enough. So um, I'm actually re-recording everything right now, too. So it's kind of fun because like when you go over it, it's like you kind of go back through all the information. But yeah, so fear of not having enough. And then I think all of us just have a lot of judgment around money always coming in flows. So it's always going to be like that. But everybody thinks that this is just them. It's just always happening to this, just them. And I think that's why it's really important for us to talk with other people specifically about money because otherwise we start to think of like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, this is the end. I'm like, no, this is literally just beginning, especially if it's like bill after bill after like unexpected. Da, 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 da. It's like, that's actually a sign that there's a lot of money coming your way. But if you're not connected with other people who are in that same vortex or vibration or mindset, then you can start to go down the hill. And it's it's okay if you go down that hill. That's the other thing I want to point out too, is like, In our community, I'm just really big on like, like going back to what I talked about in the beginning of like, you know, when you're sitting still and someone's trying to help you and they're trying to be positive. Sometimes you just need somebody to say, wow, that really sucks. I'm sorry that you're going through that. And you're like, holy shiz, that does, you know, it's like it doesn't click. But at at the end of the day, that's actually what we're looking for. We're looking for our feelings to be validated, to feel like it's okay that that, you know, the situation that we're at whether it's financially or mentally physically and just give ourselves permission to feel that because only once you feel that then you can start to build a
1: solid foundation okay you just said so much i want to touch on okay (laughs) (laughs) okay and i love that comment at the end because you know wealthy women is all about building your life on a solid foundation but Mm -hmm. okay so you just said so many things where do i want to go Okay. So, <laughs> um, so you're talking about blocks. So the blocks, I, I totally agree on that because I feel like when you are, when people don't validate their feelings, and I know mm-hmm. all the people in my personal life are so sick of me saying this, but <laughs> validating your feelings is so important. And I think when people are manifesting we get sometimes into the toxic positivity side where we try to pretend like everything is okay all the time mm. because we feel like if we feel something different, then we are going to attract the negative by, by allowing us ourselves to feel and to validate our feelings. But what people don't realize is when you validate your feelings, it's not you accepting it as a fact, right? Mm-hmm. You're not accepting it as truth. Because feelings are feelings and truth is truth. Those are two different things. Just mm-hmm. so I'm feeling something doesn't mean that that is actually the reality of what's happening. It's just how I'm processing it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm sorry, I just want to break this down for the listeners because I, I need yeah. them to get this, right? So, <laughs> so when you are manifesting and you don't allow yourself to feel certain things, you in turn end up creating more blocks because you're just suppressing things mm-hmm. and you're pushing it down instead of just allowing yourself to feel it and validate it in that moment and then move on. Right. And it's the same thing with relationships. Mm. And, and of course we always equate money to like, you know, our relationship Relationship. with money similar to relationships with people. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you are in a relationship, things happen to you and you don't take the time to process it, you just keep carrying it with you to the next relationship and the next relationship. And then it just keeps bringing up more issues and more blocks, you know, in the relationship. So I think validating your feelings is just so essential and so important. And I think if you are someone that has a hard time um, validating your feelings or being comfortable with your feelings, that is really something you should work on, you know, over the next year, whatever, because I myself had a hard time with that. And Mm. a good sign to know that you have a hard time with it is that you don't make space for your own feelings. You don't even know what you're feeling half the time or what Mm -hmm. you need. That's a good sign that you don't, you're not comfortable with your feelings. Or another good sign is that you don't have the capacity to handle other people's feelings. Mm -hmm. Like if someone brings an issue to you, instead of you listening and, and actually being concerned, instead you get defensive or you start um, you know what I mean? Or you get yeah. upset with them for having feelings or or bringing up the issue to you, you get frustrated or whatever. And there's, like, that's just life, people are going to get frustrated with you, they're gonna have issues or whatever that they need to bring up to you. So why are you getting so upset? <laughs> why are you getting yeah. offended? <laughs> you know, so that's just like a clear sign that like, maybe you're a little uncomfortable mm. with feelings, or maybe you need to work on validating your own feelings and then you can have space for other people's and stuff like that but that was so good that you said that so thank you for saying that and then the next thing okay there's two more things I want to go into based off of what you just said the first one is I want to know because you talked about this with my mastermind and they absolutely loved it um so can you talk about like some of the things because you said Okay, there's two different things you said to them that I just remember them talking about forever. So <laughs> you talked about, um, you talked about, like, identifying, like, signs that money is coming, right? Mm, yeah. And then you also talked about things, like, habits and things that you're doing that are preventing the money from flowing in. Because I remember you talking about, like, you know, like when you are avoiding bill collectors and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? And like, you're like, even if you don't have money to pay them, just get on the phone with them and uh, and talk and ask them how much do I owe or, you know, so like, can you get into that really quick? Yeah. Oh, I have another
2: call at 1030. So I'm like, okay, okay. Fueling as fast <laughs> as I can, because I really want to get all this out. Yeah. Um, well, first, I want to touch on what you said before the questions, because there was a scenario that came up and I just thought it was. really good example of this so i was at the coffee shop the other day and there's this homeless man obviously homeless and he's asking everybody hey you got two (laughs) dollars and i look at him and i said i don't got two dollars i'm so sorry but but i'll listen what's going on and i just listened he said well you know i don't got enough to get on the bus i want to get a cookie i said cookie you need to get some protein (laughs) and again we're just sitting there just going back and forth and so one we're just i'm just validating his feelings and just like oh i'm sorry you're going through that you know at the end of the day that's all we really want is to be seen and heard and i've done an experiment before where i stood out on the side of the road with the cardboard sign not asking people for money but just um kind of experiencing what it was like and you just feel so invisible so just remember that when you are going through a hard time it's like you just need to be seen you just need to be validated if you're going through a hard time even if you have a lot of money make sure you're validating that um and to go back to the signs, again, we talked about one of the main ones, which is, again, the momentum, the law of polarity. Things are always going to be up and down, up and down. And so if there's a polar opposite to all of the financial struggle that you're going through right now, that means that you should get excited. And I've honestly ner- like programmed my my nervous system to get excited when things like this happen. And don't get me wrong, I'm still validating my feelings when things are a bum. But I am just being super conscious and aware of like, Oh, thanks, something must good must be coming. And uh, so when that there's also little things such as people around you manifesting things. This is why again, I won't go back to the podcast being so beneficial in my life, because like, Donnie, you and I are going through the same thing because we're operating at the same frequency. And sometimes you don't see it until you see it in somebody else. And so that's also why I like to like write everything down as if I'm in the third person. Anita went to the store today and her card got declined. I felt this emotion. The person behind me was so annoyed. Like stuff like that, I really make sure that I'm writing down whatever comes up. And it's like, again so like easy to validate your feelings when you're on the outside looking in of what's coming up so I think it's that and it's also uh the last
1: question you're asking was about I said about um about signs that money is coming and then sign oh and then things that you're doing to block the money oh yeah
2: the unconscious blocks yeah yeah so um, to be honest, I want to go back to what I said in the beginning, which was not eating enough. <laughs> I think not eating enough is a really big thing that sets your vibration off. Um, but I think it depends on the person. Like you'll become con- conscious of your specific blocks. Like for me personally, again, when I start not eating enough, when I'm staying up super late, when I'm super, i um, sleeping in, um, like those are my my signs that I'm not operating at my highest frequency or maybe like I'm putting my work before my, you know, the things that really matter. And some of the c- unconscious hubs that we have as a society is that we check our phones right before we check out at the grocery store just to make sure we have enough. And so that's like texting your boyfriend every single minute saying, hey, are you coming back? Hey, are you coming back? Hey, I just want to make sure you're there. So there's an example of that, but there's also little things, like again, the debt collector someone's calling you over and over again. it's communication right like um, and this is the one that's absolutely the most hardest for me like I like to be very vocal about it, but like when I do pick up the phone and i or I send an email, sending an email is so intimidating for me for for some scenarios too um. I just celebrate that so much because I know that like that was really hard for you, Anita, like talking to myself like I'm a child, Uh, but you did a good job. And then stuff happens where like I've had like crazy scenarios where like what I thought the bill was supposed to be was completely different. You know what I mean? There's just so much that happens when you have that communication and you allow yourself to feel the emotions that come up when you're doing those things.
1: Oh, that is so good. Validating your feelings through writing—that is such a good exercise. Oh, number it's one. so fun, yeah. Uh, and then you talking to yourself, like talking to your inner child, basically, and and encouraging yourself when you do something that felt hard. Mm. That is amazing. I love that. No, literally yesterday I did the same exact thing. I was, <laughs> I had to call um like the credit companies or whatever. I don't know, like the. The credit bureaus and try to oh, update my information. The, I hate waiting online for phones too. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, girl. I call the credit bureau trying to update my information. And I, you know, they they don't want to do that. They know mm-hmm. they're like, no, because if you do that, then you can get something removed. Yeah. So I'm talking to the man and he's just like being so mean to me. And he's like, no, we can't do that. And I'm like, that's against the law. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like saying all the things I'm supposed to say, you know, to try to, get, to fight it. And he's like, no, we can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And he's just being so mean. And I remember my anxiety was so high. And afterward, I was like, okay, it's okay. You did a good job. But we're not going to do this anymore. We're going to hire somebody else to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Because that was a lot for you. But you did a good job. I'm so proud of you for doing it because you
2: didn't want to do it. (laughs) It's so funny because I'm in that same process too. Like I know exactly what you're talking about because you can go back and you can get stuff deleted. You can call or you can do the letters And I've hired people to do it for me too, but now I'm like going backwards. I'm like, okay, I think I need to feel something here because when I had people doing it for me, I had a disconnect.
1: But now you have that emotional attachment. No, and that was the thing. I was like, I've I've been feeling a disconnect about it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I need to get this done because like, in order, like there's something I need specific removed in order to get something else. (laughs) And I'm like, I have to get this done. And I've been feeling so detached. And so Mm. I was like, let me call and oh, something about that. But all of a sudden, even though I'm hiring somebody, to do it, I'm like, I feel like I feel attached <laughs> since, since I made that call. But yeah, the first step is like correcting your information on your credit report, and they don't want to do it because they know that is the way for things to get removed. And mm. so that was stressful. But so anyway, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have to do a part two of this conversation because I there's know. like so much we still didn't get to. But I don't want to hold you up anymore. So last question. I always ask everyone, what does it mean to be a wealthy woman? Like, what does it mean to you to be a wealthy woman?
2: To me is never letting money be the reason why you do or don't do something. That's like always been my motto. It's like, if I want to do something, no matter how much money it is, I'm going to figure out how. Or if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to be let money be the reason why I do put myself in that situation.
1: Ooh. I love that. That is so good. Okay, Anita, where can people find you so that they can obsess over you and enjoy all your content? <laughs> and have conversations with me. I want to have
2: conversations. Yes. Um, so you can find me on TikTok at Manifesting Money Podcasts. Um, and then it's the same handle on Instagram. I live on Instagram, so I message back there super fast. Um, but I've also been blogging. Remember how we were just talking about like writing from third person. So don't look at the rest of the page, but I did send you one link so that people can look at one blog post about an influencer event that I went to. And just the subconscious beliefs that come up of like, oh my gosh, everybody's dressed so nice. And I'm, (laughs) you know what I mean? Things like that, that come up and the blog is just kind of like that third person going through the experience and ideally like the type of tv show that i want to create so highly recommend checking that out if you like to read
1: oh that's so exciting okay well this is great next time we'll have to get more into the money situation but i love that we got to talk through your story because i think that's going to be so uh therapeutic for people to hear that you know yeah. um but thank you so much for being on the show girl this yeah is great.
2: Come, come to new york and we'll do a live interview
1: Yes. Okay, that'll be that. Yes, absolutely. Yay. That's what we'll do. Part two will be in person. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's what I'm manifesting
2: more in person.